morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Power Single Mom Podcast on today. Today is Thursday, which is Friday Eve, but this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So I hope for yesterday I had an amazing, awesome day on yesterday because, to be honest with you, I didn't. And I'm going to talk about it and what just talk about some things on how I got myself out of the situation even though I had dig myself into despair okay but before we get started what we're going to talk about today we're going to greet this day that is what we're going to do what because this is what I feel we're going to do every day greet this day I greet this day with God love in my heart it is the greatest secret to success no matter what life brings it calms every storm. When the enemy persecute my soul, love comforts it. When I face darkness, love brings light. When my heart is overwhelmed, love will inspire and encourage it. When my heart is distressed, love will remind me of God's goodness over the years. When I feel discouraged, love will lift my hands to the Lord and fill my mouth with a song. I will worship Him this day with love in my heart. I greet this day with God love in my heart. When I feel like heaven is silent, love will remind me that God knows what I'm going through. He has a plan and he will provide for my every need. I greet this day with God love in my heart. Love will lead me. Love will direct me. Love will inspire me. Love will heal me. Love will fill me. Love will revive me. I greet this day with God love in my heart. Love will deliver me from my enemy. It will protect me in the time of storm. Because God loves loves today, all those who seek to hurt me will be stopped. For love make my shield of faith work. I will love all who come in contact with today. I will love the weak and make them strong. I will love the inspire and be inspired by them. I will love the empty and help them be filled. I will love the filled and they will overflow. I will love the broken and they will be healed. I greet this day with God love in my heart. It quenched all it quenched. I greet this day with God love in my heart. It will quench all darts of the wicked one. I will comfort everyone I face with love. I, it will shine through my eyes, bring a smile to my face, and bring waves of peace through my voice. It will lure people to fit and empower them to experience God's presence. I greet this day with God love in my heart because he loved me and I love myself. I will love others and I will love life no matter what I face from this moment forward. Fear, love, and hate leave my body and mind. Fear and hate leave my family and my home in Jesus' name. So today we have already greeted today and today we're going to be talking about <laughs> how to dig out despair. I mean like how... Have you ever just felt like, have you ever, have you ever just felt like you in this hole and you can't get out? Like you just in this in this hole and you just every time you feel like you can't, you just can't get out of despair. You just feel discouraged. You feel hopeless. You just feel like God didn't answer my prayers. Uh, you just feel disappointment. It just you just feel like crap. Like you just don't wanna. Hey, like I said, you just don't want to be here. I just, you feel like there is no hope. There is, like, there's nothing in life that you feel like you can 
like you can make it through. Well, we're gonna, we're not gonna, we're gonna show you how to dig yourself out of it. Okay, how to escape your pits of despair. Um, maybe you have been thrown into a secret liar by corrupted, by corrupted people, or just by corrupted energy, like life. You know, you just throw yourself into a despair because you feel like things are not going your way. You just feel like you just people lie on you. People say this bad about you. But have you ever, have you ever just been thrown in something that you just don't know what to do? Okay. And this, um, in this pit, it's a psalmist. It talks about the pit that thankfully God had delivered him from. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the merry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He put a song in my mouth. Praise to God. Many will see it in fear. And I will trust in the Lord. That is in Psalms 41 through 3. Before we reflect on God's deliverance, let's make sure we understand the horrible pit that the psalmist most likely David wrote about. After all, some of you may still be in a pit or may be headed towards a pit. Or, or maybe someone who is in the pit or knows, knows, may know someone know, someone who's in a pit or on their way into a pit. So before we can talk about God delivering us, let's make sure we understand what God delivered us from. <clears throat> a horrible pit. First, it's a pit, a deep hole in the ground where you're in a hole and you can't get, can get out using your own strength. That's what it is. It is a pit where you cannot get yourself out of. You feel like you can't get yourself out, but you just tell yourself you can get yourself out, but you can't because you, your own strength won't let you get out of this pit. We are in a hole where it's visible, it's, li- it's limited. The amount of light is reduced and your perspective shrinks. No matter what way you turn, you can only see a wall of dirt. In fact, the only way you can almost see clear or promise is you look up. It get worse. So even though you're in this pit, I'm trying to paint this picture for y'all. Even though you're in this pit, and then no matter where you turn to your right, your left, the front or the back, you all only thing you see is this dirt. Just in this pit, and you get you don't see that much light. But all you can do is just look up. There's nothing else you can do but look up. It get worse. The psalm described it as a pit, as a harbor consisting of a miracle. Let's consider the implication of these features. First is harbor that in that the King James render the Hebrew word at the very uh, in translation. Okay, when I when I consider those renders the picture of the picture I get of this pit is my mind is saturated, characterized by lies and tremendous misery. The noise can be internal or internal. It can be when you feel rightly or wrongly. The whole world when you feel rightly or wrongly, the whole world at least your world and everyone in it is against you. Or it could be when you are tormented by loud, conflicted, accusing voice within, from within. Sometimes the internal torment can be far worse than the external. I mean like you write, no, everybody's against you. You feel like everybody's talking talking about you. You feel like everybody is against you. So it could be internal or it could be internal. I waited patiently for the Lord. Patience 
It's the hardest when you're in pain. I ain't gonna even sit here and lie. And they say, oh yeah, we don't do it. You gotta be patient. I be like, what? I think I've been patient long enough. But when you, when God tells you to be patient, it is the hardest when you're in pain. And yet, that is the most when it is most critical. We, when we're in the pit, we wait on the Lord and we must do patiently. You gotta do it. Even though we might not like to be patient, because I know some, sometimes I can be patient. It just depends on the scenario, but you have to be patient. What do we do when we wait on the Lord? Well, the psalmist say, the Lord inclined to me and hear my cry. This is just rather, rather obvious that the psalmist was praying, not just praying, frequently prayer. The best thing to do when you're waiting on the Lord is communicate with the Lord. The worst thing you can do while in the pit will be deny or ignore the pit, or even worse, deny or ignore the Lord. So when you're in the pit, when you're in this hole, you just feel like you're going to start praying. That's what it said. This crowd said, God, I've done it many times. Why, but I got, I don't understand this. I just don't, I don't know. I did that today. I mean, not today. Ooh, Lord. But go ahead. So the devil is like, I did that on yesterday. I had to just, when I took a break, I just had to cry out to God because I was in despair. I was in a pit. I was about to put myself into a pit. You know, like, why I'm, why me? Why do I feel like everybody's against me? Oh, why do you know this different stuff? Because this, because this, this was my own issues or whatever. But I just felt like everybody was against me, and this time I was like, wait a minute! Like I just had to, you know, I just felt like there was no hope, even though I felt like. I'm doing X, Y, Z, but I'm not getting the recognition. I'm doing this and that, but I'm not not getting the recognition from. I gotta say this. This is the recognition from family. Like you know how you just feel like you just want to matter, even though you feel, doing all this and that X, Y, Z, but you don't feel like you matter to them. Like I mean, I'm doing this, but it's just like it don't. But y'all don't see me over here. Or whatever, then I had to just cry to Jesus and God remind me of a couple of things. He was just like, let me know he got me and that don't worry about it because they're going to remember your name. I was like, okay, God, I, I got you. I got you. Hey, that's what he want us to do communicate with him. Um, oh, the worst thing no, at this point of life, especially when you're in a pit, you should, all, you should always turn toward God and not away from him. Call on him, worship him, listen to him, and then wait on him. Wait for him to answer you, encourage you, and guide you, and direct you. That's what I did. I sat there, and I prayed, and I just sat there, even though, I guess, God knew I had the time limit. Because I was on my 15-minute break, or whatever. I just got in my bed, and I just cried. I cried out to God. Usually, I, you know, tell people before I cry to Jesus, but I just called Jesus. And he reminded me of who he had to remind me. Yep, it still lingered into the day. I'm not gonna lie because it's my mind, because I'm the type of person, if you don't know that people who have anxiety, I don't know if you might not do this, maybe just me. But if somebody says something about me, it bothers me, or I feel like somebody talk about me, or I don't matter to them or something, I have to sit there. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna sit there, analyze it. I'm gonna sit there and dialogue it. I'm gonna sit there and try to dissect it and try to figure out. 
where the piece is at. I'm going to try to figure out everything, which is not for me to figure it out. But the way my mind's set up now, I'm going to have to figure it out. But it's so that messes with me throughout the whole day. So it's like, this is so messed up. Even though I talked to someone and they were telling me XYZ, but then I had to talk to my kids about it because my kids gonna tell me the real they gonna tell me you know whatever whatever but if it wasn't for this person and my kids to tell me what 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 should matter or da, 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 this and they were just telling me what I had to do and I was like okay and I said but it's it, they was like it's not that hard you just do it and I was like okay so I'm gonna give it a try I'm gonna just see how it works so stand out of the pit while you are praying to God from within the pit among the many topics you can discuss discuss with him is how and why you end up in this pit in the first place. <laughs> how did you end up in this pit in the first place? There are basic ways a person gets stuck in a pit. You can slip into this pit, you can jump into this pit, or be pushed into the pit. Or the ground could be open underneath and you just fall into the pit. That's what it's saying. We um we slip into the pit. We, 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 we slip into the pit when we're not careful. We do not watch what we are doing. This is why we are told to ponder the feet, to ponder the path of your feet. That's in Proverbs 4:26. This is why we are told to let God direct our steps. 3, 5, 6 in Proverbs. Let's be honest, sometimes we jump in. That ain't say here and lie. Sometimes we just put our own stuff in the pit. Whether it is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. First John 2 16. We see something in the pit we we like and we head right in. Maybe the pit doesn't look too deep. Maybe it doesn't appear to be a pit at all. Or maybe it does. Something we just don't care. Sometimes we just don't care. We want what's in that pit has to offer. That's it. Sometimes we just don't. I don't even care. I'm about to go up in this pit and just be like, whoo, whatever. Or at least we think we do. This is what James means when he writes, where do war and fight come from my mom? Wait. I don't think that's <laughs> Where do war and fight come from my mom? We do not, they do not come from desires or pressure of the war in your members. You lust and you do not know. You murder and commit and obtain. You fight in war, yet you do not know. Do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive it because you ask and miss that you spend it on your pleasure. Adultery and adultery. Do not you do not know that friendship with the world is the envy of God. Whoever the, no, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world, make himself an enemy of God. This is John 414. When we find ourselves in a pit, we need to be honest with God and honest with ourselves. At some time, God will make us wait in the pit until we are fully honest with him and ourselves. True, because that's what I had to do. Um, there are times however, <clears throat> we find ourselves in a pit through our own faults. Through our own faults, we just like, okay, we just we just fall into that trap because it's our own doing. It is us. Sometimes it's not other people, it's just us, so we just want to be different. Uh, of course, mm. 
Yeah, even though there are times we're in the pit, though, our faults of our own, we still have a responsibility in that pit to listen to God, learn from God, and serve God, and glorify God. If we are not careful whether we put ourselves in the pit or whether we were thrown into the pit, we can dig that pit even deeper if we do not respond the right way. Even if you don't sink right away, it can beat against the dirt and you will hurt yourself and exhaust your energy. But the longer you stay in the pit, the more you will sink. That's the nature of the pit consistent of the mirror clay. When more rain comes, comes it makes the pit, the pit even muddier and you can sink even more. Don't get comfortable in that pit. Don't get comfortable in that pit. I'm trying to tell you, don't get too comfortable. Um, there are times when people get to get used to their misery. They give up. And even they resign themselves to the pit and try to make the best of it. So don't get in this pit like, oh, well, this is, you know. Have you ever heard people, people love misery? People don't, even though they see you trying to do X, Y, Z, you trying to better yourself, they knock you all the way back down. I mean, when I say knock you, knock you all the way back. Back to like, where? Like, I used to think, no. That's why when you have to be careful who you talk to, and you have to be careful who you call a friend. Because sometimes with our, if our people do is complaining about this and that, or they just so negative, it begins to rub off on you. And then now you sitting there complaining and being negative. And you like, wait a minute, where all this come from? So sometimes you have to be careful who you're around. Because people just love other people miserable. People just want you to be miserable. Why? Because they're miserable. No. You don't need to you don't need to hang around them people. Get away from them. Get away from them. Okay. They make themselves some furniture, maybe with some things they ask to be lured down to them. Sometimes they even try to lure other people into this pit with them. Misery loves company, right? I'm trying to tell you. Misery loves company. If nothing's going right in their life, they want you down in the pit with them. So y'all can sit there and have a party. No. You rid of those people. You ain't got time for that. Why you got something you got to do? So that's what I had to I had to let some people go. I will, if you don't know me, know me, and my kids can vouch for this, you cross me, or you do anything wrong to me, I will cut you off and you wouldn't even know it. That is simple as that. You wouldn't know. You just, just wouldn't know. Okay, I'm back, because I don't do drama, I don't do confusion, I don't do none of that. Because I'll be trying to protect my peace and my positivity and my good vibe. I don't have that. Misery loves company. Of course, at times, people will deceive themselves about their motives. They may claim they want you out of the pit, but their action, their attitude, and their attention will tell you the truth. Are they attentive to what will help you get out of the pit? Or you? Is their attitude one go for hopeless or oriented? And are they being obedient to God? Are you, when you're in this pit? You better wait up. Okay. God lift you out. Um, the Lord brought me up out of the pit, out of the miracle. Only God can deliver you from a horrible pit. You can't get yourself out. And others can't really get you out either. Not completely anyway. Sometimes they make it worse. You know, like Joseph's brother, they tried to get him out of the pit already. The only the one that put him in and sold him into slavery. You can't depend on other people to rescue from the pit. 
and you can't rescue yourself. You must depend on God. Only he can lift you out of the pit and put you on solid ground. When you on the ground, when you get out of the pit and God puts you on a rock, do your best to stay on that rock. Don't mean like, don't mean get out there, get out there, mess whatever. If you want to tip, tip, no, stay on the rock. That's why sometimes when we feel like, God, I'm a, I don't hear God, I don't do this or whatever. Because you decide to leave the rock. You need to get out that rock and stay on that rock until Jesus tell you otherwise. Jesus says, we should build our house, our life on a rock and not a slippery sand. Here's what the Lord said in his famous sermons on the mountain. Therefore, whoever hears these say of mine and does these, I will liken him to, to, to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain of seas against it, the, the flood came, and the wind blew in the, and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it found on the rock. But everyone who hears these things of mine say, Do not do them like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain, the sand, the flood came, and the wind, and beat on the house, and it fell. It was a great fall. That's in Matthew 7, 24, 27. You are only strong as what you stand for, and what you stand on. Or should I say, who you stand for, and who you stand on. Bear your life, and base your life on the person, person and teaching of the Lord. A new song. A new song. There, there are times when our motion into wounds can last through the circumstances themselves. And if you're not careful, we can remain in a mental prison even after the rest of us has been liberated. If you have been spiritually, ouch. So you have to stay yourself on, just make a song. Just, all you have to do is just sing and praise to God and so you better stay out that pit. Just stay out of the pit. Just, that pit is, I'm trying to tell you, that pit is something that you don't want to, don't want to get yourself in the spire. You don't, you just don't. Stay out of the pit because people will, people love misery. I'm trying to tell you, people don't want you to be happy. People don't want you to be trying to accomplish things. People don't want you to do nothing. Especially if they feel like you don't outdo them or you don't blow them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they no, they don't want you to do nothing. Okay. How do we dig out? How do we dig ourselves out of despair before it consumes our peace and joy? Perhaps when we spent, perhaps we when we spent um, experience a winter cold, long and dark, where nothing blooms or tweets out a love song in the morning. It can be an illness, a disappointment, a discouragement, trial of many kind, or an unanswered prayer. We can't we, we can't we despair by looking up. We can't up. We can't resist despair by looking up to God. We know when we are going through a hard time, he will never desert us in times of trouble, even if we don't feel his presence. God is always there, even though we might not feel his presence. Sometimes I remember Jesus, is you still here? <laughs> that is me. <laughs> but he's there. Even though we might not feel his presence, he's there. God offers us true joy, peace, and contentment regardless of our circumstances. We can wake up and step out every day because of his faithfulness. I mean, like when he wakes us up, we can do things for ourselves. We can see, we can eat. We got a roof over our head. We got a car to drive. We have a job. It might not be the best of what the situation is, but 
but he woke you up this morning. He is faithfulness. He longed for us to spend time to walk, to talking to him about what's going on in our lives. He wants us to be like, I tell Jesus everything. Meaning like, I tell him when somebody did me wrong. I tell him when somebody hurt me. I tell Jesus everything. I used to not do that because I used to tell people because, I don't know, I just used to tell people. But now, I stopped it because somebody threw it back in my face. And that was it. So, I just said, you know what? Ooh, some people just don't don't know. But I just said, okay, Jesus, you better get them before I get them. That's all I say. Because if I get out of character, they will hate me. But now I just tell Jesus what's going on in my life. And that's what he wants us to do. He longs for that. He wants us to be able to go to him. What's my do you wrong? Just, and you sit there and cry, Jesus, see everything. What's my do you He like, I know that. I don't know if Jesus do that. But I know that person that hurt my daughter or my son. Like, what? Is, they must don't know who I am. And I always tell people, not, I just be telling myself. So I do wrong, so you must don't know who my dad is. That's what I tell myself. Because I know God not going to hurt them, hurt them. But I'll be like, yeah, I don't know who my dad is. God better leave me alone. You know. But he just want us, us. To tell him what's going on in our lives. He want to know about it. He don't want you running to people be like, this is what's going on. Oh my God. Like, no. Go to him first and by the time you get ready to talk to him, you can tell him. We be like, God, this is what happened. Bum, bum, bum. And Jesus did X, Y, Z. Boom. We can also pray God's words when we are feeling low. The Bible is, is the Bible is God love level that speaks to every situation in our lives. By stepping out the expectation and prayer, we simply ask God to speak to us through his word. God's word is powerful. In fact, it helps us move away from despair and toward his unfailing love and grace. Our lives will be filled of triumph and trust no matter where we live or what we do or who we know. That is so true. Our, that is that is so true. Our lives will be filled with triumph and trust no matter where we live, what we do, or who we know. That is so true. Why? Because, I'll tell you the story. When I left Longview and I moved to Houston, it was just me and my kids. So, you know, I lost. I'm just saying, I moved here. So, when I moved to Houston, people was telling me, oh, this is so hard here. You're not going to make it here. Or, you know, this different stuff. And I was in my mind. I'm like, well, you out there by yourself. So, I'm out here by myself, but there's other people right now. But, you know, it's just whatever. Um, I was like, okay. So, I had to tell myself, I have to stop running. If I was there, I'd still be going through the same thing that I'm going through here. You know, it doesn't matter. Like it just said, it doesn't matter where you live, what you do, or who you know. You still going to have triumphs, and you still going to have tragedy. Regardless of the life situation, God provides us with a future of a hope, and nothing serves this hope. A future of a hope is guaranteed that for those who trust in Jesus, even when we sense despair, the Holy Spirit quickens our heart to trust God's future. The dwelling presence of God's Spirit keep reminding us of His enduring love. So no matter where you are, no matter where you live, you can live in a pretty house over there in the good part and you might be living over here in the bad part, whatever. You still gonna have triumph. You still gonna have triumph. It does not matter where you live. You can stay in Atlanta. You can stay in Dallas. You can stay in Canada. Wherever. It does not matter. You still gonna have triumph and you still gonna have treasure. It does not matter what you do. You can be a doctor. You can be a lawyer. You can be a teacher. 
you can shift. It does not matter what you do. It does not matter who you know. You can know the president, the mayor. You can know everybody. He's still gonna have triumphant trust. It does not matter. So it does not matter. So just get that out your head. But I know the I know the mayor. He can help. I go, no, I don't care who you know. You still gonna have triumphant trust. Oh, I live over here in this neighborhood. I didn't think it would happen over here. You still gonna have triumphant trust. So it does not matter where you stay. I'm a doctor. How can this happen to me? How can I just lose my job and X, Y, Z? It does not matter. Don't matter. It don't matter where you live, what you do, or who you know. I know the president. I know the president can help me. I know this person. I know this cop. I know this person. It don't matter. It don't matter. I come, I'm a lawyer. This It don't matter. So it does not matter. It does not matter. You will still have triumphs. I'm, gonna get, I'm trying to get that to get. It does not matter. You still have triumph and you still have treasure. So I'm going to say this prayer. Dear Lord, I need your future. I need your future hope to help me when I sense this prayer. Help me to pray your word so that I can strengthen and press towards in Jesus' name. That's it. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. I hope you have an amazing, awesome day. And just for me, it does not matter where you stay. When I always say where you live, who you know, and what you do. You still gonna have triumph, you're gonna still have tragedy. So it's all up to us to not get into that pit. Why? Because people love misery, and we're not gonna fool for that today. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have an amazing and awesome day, and be blessed.